Notes from Greenelsh number 204. Extend mercy. In my daily Bible study, I've been reading through the book of Psalms, which is a collection of songs, prayers, and poems that focus on worshiping God because of how awesome He is. Psalm 103 describes a number of benevolent attributes of God in relating to people, but it especially highlights His love expressed in grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Take a few minutes right now to read it. Consider what the psalm teaches about God and how you should change based on what you learn. This passage stood out to me because it runs counter to our culture. These days, many people tend to seek self-affirmation and self-fulfillment instead of truth, justice, and sacrificial care for others. Many people are prone to please themselves, take revenge, quickly disregard anything they don't want to hear, censor the truth if it doesn't fit their worldview, cancel and even antagonize anyone who disagrees with them, and hold a grudge. That should not be the case for believers. If you have come to trust Jesus as your Savior, you should follow His loving example. Extend mercy. Not only will it bless others and honor God, it will also benefit you. You should extend mercy because God has been merciful to you through Jesus. Jesus is God the Son who became a man to live the life you should live and died the death that you deserve. This is vitally important because without Jesus, every person will die. We all desire to live for ourselves rather than for God. God will judge people for this sinful rebellion and the destruction it wreaks in so many lives. Your sin separates you from God who is the source of life and all that is good and right, and it kills you. However, Jesus can change your life now and your destiny. His sacrificial death on the cross and resurrection satisfies God's wrath against your evil and enables anyone who trusts in him to be forgiven, to be saved from death and torment and to inherit abundant, everlasting life as a part of God's family. Jesus taught his followers to love others like he does. This involves mercy, grace, and forgiveness. In Psalm 103, the psalmist describes God's amazing love towards those who love and obey him. God forgives, heals, redeems, crowns, satisfies, renews, brings justice, makes known his ways, is slow to anger, abounds in love, does not treat them as their sins deserve, removes their transgressions, understands their frailty and needs, is forever faithful 
and benevolently rules. As you can see from this psalm, woven into the fabric of God's love are mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Mercy is withholding punishment a person deserves. Grace is giving something that a person does not deserve. Forgiveness consists of both. It's no longer blaming someone who has done wrong. Extending mercy and grace involves treating family, friends, strangers, and even enemies in a way that benefits them, even though it might cost you. Admittedly, this is hard to do. When we've been hurt, we want the offender to pay for the pain and suffering they caused. That will take place, but not through personal vengeance. God will judge all evil through earthly government which he has established or through his heavenly government. Instead of making others pay, your role is to deny yourself, to rely on God, and to serve others. That's what Jesus did, and what those who follow him must do. Jesus taught this in the parable of the Good Samaritan, and he lived it by lovingly dying for the world while people rebelliously rejected God in favor of themselves. In dealing with others, Keep in mind that you also have done wrong in some way at some point. Here are a few thoughts on being merciful, gracious, and forgiving, which might help. Mercy and Grace Out of love for God and people, believers should serve others before themselves. They should stand for justice, do what's right. Proclaim the truth, intervene for those in need, defend the helpless, love enemies, and repay good for evil. This seems impossible, but with God nothing is impossible. He is purposely calling you to act with mercy and grace the way He does, rather than act selfishly the way people without him do. Jesus taught, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. 
but love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Note that being merciful does not mean ignoring wickedness. Turning the other cheek does not mean turning a blind eye to evil. It means letting God judge them instead of you. Jesus is saying when someone offends you, don't seek retaliation. Instead, seek restoration. With God's help, you should wisely and justly use grace and mercy to respond to takers and wrongdoers in a way that will help them move toward God and do what's right. At times, you may need to hold them accountable for their actions, but in a loving way that encourages godly remorse, recompense, and rehabilitation. You should also rely on God and use grace and mercy to try and make things right for innocent victims. In lovingly responding to takers, wrongdoers, and victims, you will not only help them draw closer to God, but you will draw closer also. Forgiveness If someone has harmed you, it's hard to forgive them. Yet the Bible says in Ephesians, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And in Colossians, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And Jesus taught in the book of Matthew, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Give it time, but don't dismiss yourself from the need to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget what happened, that you condone what happened, or that it no longer hurts. It doesn't even mean that you have to reconcile with that person, although, if possible, that can be a blessing. It means that by God's grace, you choose to no longer blame that person for the wrong they did. So forgive them, even if they don't admit they're wrong, that they're sorry, or if they don't apologize. Forgive because it frees you to heal from hurt, and it helps you grow in the mercy and grace of God. In conclusion, here is one more practical passage from the Bible which describes what this gracious, merciful love is like to live out. Love is patient. 
Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is not easy, but you don't have to do it in your own strength. Let God love through you. Love is necessary for your growth in God and for the good of others. Although it cost him his life, out of love, Jesus gladly died on the cross because he knew it was the only way to save you. His humble obedience is an example to you of how to act as a son or daughter to bring glory to God and to benefit others. Imagine what the world could be like if instead of canceling, hating, or taking revenge on people, we extended grace and mercy to treat them the way we want to be treated. By God's grace and power, I encourage you to joyfully love people the way He loves you.